Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Where is my pen? <laughs> Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Friday, April 8th, and we are going to have a high of 19 degrees that's in the that, Edmonton yeah, that's, area. That's great. That's great. That's great. Where's my pen? <laughs> Wayne lost his pen. I gave him mine, but he's still being a princess. But I wouldn't call myself a princess. <laughs> There's a pencil behind your speaker. The pencil. Um, oh, yeah, that's the pen that uh, Bradley gave me. I want to use that. It's just too, it's too freaking. It's a pen? It's a pen. With a eraser? It, this thing is like an industrial. Maybe it's a pencil. <laughs> an industrial pencil. I, well, it's, 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 it's massive. Check this thing out. <laughs> it's got some weight to it. It's um, got a ruler, well, a leveling. Well, Brad was talking to Bradley about, was talking about it at the cabinet retreat. Um, how he got some from work i think so don't, <clears throat> don't don't tell anybody that uh he's he's he stole it I, I don't know i'm sure he paid for it at the gift shop um <laughs> it, it forget the branding that's all over it <laughs> um but yeah it's a, it's it's a, it's got like a ruler on it it's got a level on it yeah it's actually it is a pen so the the eraser like thing on the back is for um the Touchscreen thing. Mm, this, it's the stylo, the stylus. Yeah, stylus. Yeah. Yeah. Can I have my my pencil? My pen oh, back? I, okay. Then give me okay. my pen back. All right, we'll do this. How's everybody <laughs> doing this morning? Aye, aye. Anyways, as I was saying, holy crap, it's going to be a warm one today. Yeah. I mean, it was gorgeous yesterday. Like so nice. I'm so glad I was out and about yesterday, and I took the. Uh, Everly and her friends uh, with their mom to the park after school, yeah. and we stayed out for like two hours. It was just too nice to go home. Nice. Yeah. So today's even going to be better. <clears throat> I bet you there's going to be some sunburns. You think? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to try to work outside if I can. We, um, I made a, I made a, I was trying to be a cool dad this year. And so, like, I kept, like, shoveling all of the snow in the backyard into, like, one pile so I could make it into, like, this this cool fort. And it, and it started yeah, it out really cool. good. Yeah. Um, until I, like, fell behind and then the dog started peeing and, and, and on it. And then um, we, had our, uh, we had our roof cleared. And so the, the, the guys went up on the roof and cleared all the snow off the roof and off the garage. And it just it ended up making that fort just, like, they ruined it. And then it just turned into this giant pile of snow in the backyard that just will not melt. Yeah, we don't get very good sunlight in the back. And so based off that, now it's like it used to be this fort, but now it's like this this like bowl. And that's where <laughs> the dog goes and shits. So it's it's his like big, huge Poop's toilet. Poop. It's his big Poop. shit and piss. Hey, poop. Sorry. And pee. Oh my God, you're so vulgar. That's where the dog goes now. So like this thing will not melt. And like everybody else's yards are all green. Not ours. We got this big pile of white yellow toilet bowl. At least there's no poop. True. There's poop pickers for that. 
Yes. <laughs> when you live a busy lifestyle. <clears throat> Did we talk about that when we were talking like a week or two ago about like how we, you know, hire, that's the ways that you can kind of free up time by like hiring cleaners and stuff like that. I don't think that was on the show. I think that was at the cabin retreat. Was it? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It all gets, it all gets blended now um, where we talk about what we, uh, yeah, we, 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 we hire a company in Leduc that comes once a week and cleans up our, our dog feces. <laughs> Poop. Um, it doesn't cost that much, but I tell you, it's, it's one of those things that you say you're going to do it. you never, you never do. So you might as well just hire it out. Right. <laughs> Treat your life like a business <clears throat> for reals. Um, is this what everybody wants to talk about today? Yeah. Poop pickers. <laughs> Jeremy did, did the snow pile too. Got it up over two stories. What? What does that mean? <clears throat> like. What? <laughs> like higher than a house? <laughs> or like two fort stories? <laughs> I need yeah, to we, know. Yeah, we need to know. This is going to bother us. <laughs> Today's Friday, huh? Friday and 19 degrees. Uh, tonight, yeah, J- Josh says, okay, Jeremy, picture for proof. Yeah. <laughs> tonight, we've got our Friday live training. Yes. We're talking about value-add renovations for your rental properties. Very excited for that. Yeah. Live in the Real Estate Investing Masters Facebook group. So get over there. Uh, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Yep. Betcha. 7? Yeah. You sure? Cool. 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Check the calendar. <laughs> um, yeah, so that should be a lot of fun. Um, when we say value-add renovations, we it's, it's going to be one of two things. Or, sorry, it's it's, it's going to be two, like a two-part thing. It's it's going to be renovations that you can add for your, your rental property that will increase the value of the property. And then the other renovation value-add would be um, obviously like another value would be filling vacancies faster. So increasing the desirability of your rental property. But, you know, whenever you're doing a renovation, you, especially on an investment property, not so much in your home, do whatever you want in your home. Um, but when it comes to an investment property, you want to make sure that if you're going to add something, you generally want to increase the value of the property more Yes. Than the cost of the renovation. Otherwise, you're just sinking money into it. Now, if you're going to sink money into it and you're not going to get any money back or value back appreciation, then you want to make sure that you're getting a ton of value and increased desirability. Yeah. Right. Makes it easier to fill vacancies. uh, So less vacancy. Um, Meaning meaning like less turnover, less less people leaving more often. Less people leaving more often. And when they do leave... You, you're able to fill it faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll be talking about that tonight. What are you looking at right now? Um, um, sorry, uh, Varsh has a question right off the bat here. Sure. So I was just um, pulling up the the information. Oh, okay. What he asked. Yeah. Um, what other upcoming events do we have? Oh, Varsh. Varsh comes in with an article, and I'm going to have to pull up that article now and read it. Um, no, no, no. I, it's we've all we know well, we know about this way. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I just I want to okay. I want to read what he's talking about okay. just to make sure. There's so it's, there's a lot of federal um, budget updates or uh, not budget updates, but federal. Should um, we finish with our upcoming events before we? Okay. Let's let's do. 
you do upcoming <laughs> events. I'm going to pull up this article, and make sure we're on the same page. There's nothing that I hate more than like reading an article on a live on a show. Spot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So Friday night live training tonight at 7 p.m. Uh, tomorrow we are part of the Calvin Realty Flip Tour 4.0. Our um, St. Albert Loyola Flip is on the tour. So if you are signed up for that, we'll see you then. On Sunday, we have our own flip open house at our Leduc flip. So that will be 1 to 3 p.m. I believe last night I saw an email come through with somebody canceling their spot. So there may be a spot open. You heard it here first, folks. Um, sorry if it's already gone. But that is 1 to 3 p.m. in Leduc. We are going to be answering your questions. You can take a look around the property. Josh will be there. Um, he's uh, our partner renovating the property. You can ask him all the questions you want. Um, our our plumber is going to be there. Our electrician might stop by, hopefully. So um, lots of chances to speak with the trades themselves. And yeah, it's going to be a good time. Good networking event. Um, you can meet some people, network, exchange uh, contact info. So hopefully we'll see you all there. Then next week we have our um, real estate investing master's basic training. So Monday to Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. Mountain Time, we will be live online doing our basic training. So we are going to be um, covering the fundamentals of real estate investing, um, kind of going over the basics of what it is, how to do it, how not to do it, all that kind of stuff, as well as pushing you to your comfort zone. So getting you to do some homework each day. Um, some of it will be pretty simple for some of you. Some of it may be a stretch and get you out of that comfort zone. So um, yeah, kind of simulating what it is to be a real estate investor mm -hmm. and it's free did i mention that i can't remember so if you want to sign up if you haven't yet you can head on over to eventbrite look up prairie home investments and you will find the basic training event there sign up for free and we will see you monday night tuesday night wednesday night thursday night and friday night every yes. night yes you have don't to do your homework don't show up the next day don't show up don't show up yeah. Uh, actually, <laughs> I've had a few comments come in uh, from, not comments, but questions come in from people. And um, they've been asking, you know, here's, here's a common question. Uh, is it going to be recorded? Nope. No. No. I'm sorry. Your joint venture partner is not going to record the meeting without you. <laughs> yes. Right? Yep. Got to make time. This is... We want, want to succeed, you got to make time. Opportunities come and go. If you want it, come and get it. If not, then, then you're missing out. Plain and simple. Um, I'm not going to record this and send it to people. Oh, there's and, and, and let's be honest. You can get basic training from just about anywhere. I can recommend one book to you and you get all the training that you need. Everything's in there. Everything you need to know about real estate investing, the basics. Go get a book. This this week is an experience. Okay? Yeah. Yes, there will be basic training. Yes, I think it's important. But what I believe to be what I believe is more important than basic training or basic fundamentals is taking action. So, if you're it, it, if you can have all the training you want, you can take all the courses you want, you take all the education you want, but if you don't take action, you're never going to get anywhere. Okay? So, if you want to come for this basic training, and you want to be pushed outside of your comfort zone and challenged, then you need to show up. And it's simple.
And if, if, if you can't make it, then that's fine. Go read a book. <laughs> I'm not trying to be a dink. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm just, just sharing how life really is. Absolutely. Um, you know, for those mm-hmm. of you that, that, that are, that are wanting to attend this, that have been in this game now for a few years, but you've only seen mild to moderate success. There's probably a reason you're not willing to go above and beyond. You're not willing to do whatever it takes in order to succeed. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, and I, 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 and I know you want more for yourself and I want more for you. So all that we ask is that you you step up and you show up and we'll provide you with the tools and we'll challenge you and we'll hold you accountable. I think that's fair. Yeah. I will hold you accountable. Um, just reading through this this article, it doesn't really say what this business tax is going to be. Um, so there's been some speculation. I haven't read any comments for the last little while, so we'll catch up on that as well. Um You haven't even read the question out loud. So people listening to the podcast that can't see the comments. Well, this is why people need to join in live every morning. (laughs) Um, How is tax calculated on the profits you make from the flip? And how is it going to change after the latest federal government announcements? It just, they're taxed at whatever, you know, every it's capital gains. So you're going to be taxed on, on the the capital gains of a, of a flip. Um, any money you make in Canada, you're going to be taxed on it. So if you, Surprise. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't know that, uh oh, <laughs> I, I love hearing people that say, yeah, uh, well, that's cool. But like, I'm going like, to, what, what's the profit after tax? I'm like, you are taxed on every dollar you make. Yeah. I make $120,000 a year. Then like, so when, when you go and apply for a job and someone says uh, the salary is $120,000 a year, do you say, yeah, but what is it after tax? <laughs> Because I have a side hustle over here where I make sixty thousand dollars, so I don't. It doesn't really make any sense for me to show up for, to make one hundred twenty thousand dollars over here because now I'm going to be pushed into a really high tax bracket. Talk to your accountant. Yeah, <laughs> like you know what I mean. This is this is income, and 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 uh, think about it less transit. Stop thinking about it so transactionally, and think about it as a business. Like yeah. how many flips did you do this year? What was your income in your business? And, and and talk to an accountant about making sure that you're deducting as much as possible to offset those taxes. Yeah. And it's such a common, like so common in the real estate investing world for people to to be like have this negative connotation about flipping because but you get taxed on a hundred percent of the profits. Like that's mind blowing to people. But like you are literally taxed on every dollar that you make. Why is that a concept that people can't get their heads around? Oh, because they think, well, instead, why don't I just rent it for a year and then I can say it's a rental property, then I only get taxed on 50% of the capital gains. It's, or it's, just, it's the same people that say, well, why, why, why I should probably just go get my, I'm going to go get my realtor's license so that way I don't have to pay you know realtor fees when I sell the property. Because that's that's a huge waste of money. I could be saving like $7,000 right there. $8,000. Just okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> just treat this like a business, guys. You know, it's, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's all I got to say about that. But, anyways, um, so there's, there was some speculation about, um, over the last few months about adding in, there were some articles that were wrote that said that they wanted to stop people from, 
flipping houses within the first 12 months. Now, the articles that I was reading, it was, it was a whole lot of headline BS. Yes. And once you read the article, what it was trying to do is trying to prevent homeowners from, sorry, someone buying a house, saying it's their primary residence and selling it. Yeah, within a year. Within a year saying, oh, it's just my house. Yeah. So therefore- And sometimes they would move into it yes. and flip it and then move out. <laughs> yeah. So people are like buying houses, moving into them or or saying they're moving into them, renovating it and selling it and saying that their life changed. Now, when it's your primary residence, CRA does not tax you on the capital gains, mm -hmm. right? So there's three different ways you could be taxed on it. One is if it's your primary residence, which is your home, there is no capital gains tax. If it is a rental property, then you are taxed on 50% of the capital gains. If it is a flip, just a quick transaction, then you're taxed on 100% of the capital gains. Right. And capital gains is the, the the difference between what you bought it for and what you sell it for. Now, obviously, you can offset that with expenses and deductions and that kind of stuff and know your renovation costs. But which talk to your accountant about that. We're not going to get deep into accounting on the show. But that's the three different ways. So there's a lot of people that just like the people that say they want to get a realtor's license. Well, why don't I just move into it while I'm renovating it? And then I won't get paid. You know, and I'll just say that I live there and then. And then I won't get taxed on any of the capital gains. I'm going to save a few thousand bucks. Mm -hmm. Yes, I suppose. But, you know, people that are doing that are the ones that are really manipulating the market, right? Yes. Um, taking advantage of not paying taxes. That is that is tax, tax evasion. evasion. <laughs> I mean, if you do move into it, I guess you're not really lying or doing tax fraud. But, but your intention isn't for that to be your home. Certainly not your intention, yeah. And that's what it's set upon. What is your intention, right? Well, if they can't prove it, they can't send me to jail. Yeah, but they often have ways of proving it. <laughs> well, because people are taking advantage of it so much, they need to put measures in place because yeah. the market is exploding across Canada and they're trying to yeah. to throttle it back. Honestly, What, what like, do they do? I mean, I they can't just keep blaming it on foreign buyers. Yeah. It's us. Yeah. And I know that people are, you know, like there's there's a lot of like excitement around kind of like the hot market hitting Edmonton um, because, you know, there's an opportunity for money to be made. There's also frustration for people trying to get in that can't, um, you know, like those types of things. And, you know, on a personal level for me, I look at the markets like, um, you know, the GTA, <clears throat> sorry, and um, the lower mainland in BC. And, you know, like I don't want for our market to turn out to be, you know, what happened with them. I don't want for like real estate to be unattainable to homeowners and all that kind of stuff. So I am personally for, you know, like having the appropriate measures in place for, you know, in all the different areas of real estate investing and of buying houses and stuff that will prevent the drastic things that happened in those markets from happening here. And, 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 you know, like some of it is reactive because, you know, now it's too late. It's, you know, it is what it is in those areas. Um, but I'm that I, that's where the side that I kind of like find myself on is that like whatever needs to be put in place to prevent these types of things from happening. If it means that, you know, there's taxes on certain things, if it means that there's caps, if it means there's whatever needs to be put in place for that. I personally, you know, like, yes, it stinks on one side of it, but on the other side of it, it's like, we need to control what's happening. Yeah. Otherwise people take advantage otherwise of it. Otherwise it's taken advantage of and things get out of control and then we're reactive and not pre 
proactive. So, yeah, I know it's not exactly related to this, this tax flip, but in the same area of, yeah. Okay. So there was some, there was some stuff that came up yesterday. Um, Government of Canada was talking about the budget and a few other things. Um, By the way, this is Fed's proposing anti-flipping tax to cool housing prices, which was released yesterday. Profits on sale of residential property held for less than 12 months will be taxed as business income. Okay, so I'm going to read this really quickly and just kind of clarify what's going on. Just to to the best of what I've analyzed um, without reading this thoroughly. Okay, I'm trying to figure out if something has changed since the last time I read the proposal. Okay, so the proposed anti-flipping measure announced in the federal budget released on Thursday would apply to residential properties sold on or after January 1st, 2023. Property flipping, which is buying a house and selling it for much more than what was paid for it, just what, what was paid for it just a short time prior, can unfairly lead to higher housing prices. The government said in the document, sorry, I'm just reading this on the... <laughs> The government's in the document. The, the, the proposed measure, I, I wish I would have read this ahead of time. Yeah. The proposed measure will ensure profits from flipping residential real estate are always subject to full taxation while protecting the current vitally important principal residence exemption for Canadians who use their home, their houses as homes. Okay, so what they're trying to do is they're protecting the current important pre- principal residence exemption for Canadians, which is what I was talking about a minute ago. If it's your primary residence, they they want you're exempt from paying capital gains tax. Yes. But people are taking advantage of it. Yes. So they're protecting that so that they don't need to take that away from all of us. Yes. Well, that's as homeowners. How many how many fucking articles have you seen recently? We're like, I can't believe the government's trying to take away our principal residence uh, 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 exemption for taxes. Yeah, they don't understand. They're trying to. The government's just it. trying to yeah. tax us more. They're going to take. That's the last thing. That right there. That's the last straw. I'm gonna. I'm hopping in my truck and going on to Ottawa because they cannot take that away. But with the re- the reason why they're talking about this is they're trying to put measures in place to prevent people from taking advantage of it. Yeah, because if you're taking advantage of it, what it's actually doing is increasing the housing prices across Canada. So yeah, so I, I that think, you can't even buy a house. <laughs> so I think they're kind of just playing a bit of a scare tactic to cool cool the people that are that are taking advantage of it. Keep an eye on the comments for me if you don't yeah. mind. I'm going to finish reading this last little uh, blurb here. Um, profits from flipping properties are fully taxable as business income and are not eligible for either the capital gains inclusion rate or the principal residence exemption. So we talked about the principal residence exemption. Now the capital gains inclusion rate, that's the one that I was talking about. That's the 50% of capital gains. Okay. Only 50% of realized capital gains are included in taxable income. Okay. So that right there is you only get taxed on 50% if you are, if you're using it as a rental property. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what, what this, what this article is is saying, again, this is me reading it at 95% is that is what we already know that if it's a rental property you're going to get taxed to 50% of capital okay. gains yeah. okay so they want to make sure that you're renting it for at least 12 months mm-hmm. you can't buy it as a rental property and say oh yeah some things changed and i'm just going to sell it right yeah within the first 12 months and then only have to pay 50% of the capital gains instead of paying the full Hundred mm-hmm. percent, right? Same time, 
what they're trying to do is they're trying to prevent people from selling their house if they buy a home, renovate it, and selling it really quickly and saying, oh, yeah, you know, I the market was good, so I decided to sell my house. Now, they're, they're putting some extra exemptions in here, which would apply for Canadians who sell their home within the 12 months due to certain life circumstances, such as death, disability, the birth of a child, a new job, or divorce. So you can apply for these exemptions if it's your home, okay? But you're going to need to prove it. Otherwise, it's way too easy for people to take advantage of this whole thing, to either say it's your primary residence or to say it's a rental property and you just flipped it real fast. So we're, this isn't anything new. This is actually pretty basic stuff. I think that people are just getting too caught up in the headlines in the first paragraph. You got to actually read it, what they're trying to do here. Is they're, is they're putting a restriction for 12 months Um for anyone who sells their house within the first 12 months, it'll be considered flipping. This is exactly what we're, this is exact same tax we're paying already for flipping. It's a business tax. Plain and simple. 100% of the capital gains. I think everybody can relax now. There's nothing more to it, Wayne? There's nothing more to it. I, I don't see anything else here. Unless somebody else can see something that I don't see. All they're saying is, is that if, if you're flipping a house, you have to pay the taxes. 100% of the capital gains. So there's no new tax. There's no, no additional tax. No. <laughs> no. They're just putting an actual time frame saying if it's within 12 months, instead of it being like, oh, well, the kind of guideline is that like if you sell it within 12 months and, you know. They're just putting a, an extra measure in place just to make sure that they help prevent people from taking advantage yeah. of these loopholes, which would be buying a house saying you're going to live in it yes. and then flipping it. Yes. Right? They want to see some proof. So if you sell it within the first 12 months, show us some proof that there was a you know a, a circumstance, an event that an happened, event that, happened yeah. that made you sell this property within the first 12 months. And so in And if they if if you don't have it, then they are going to then you're going to be taxed on the full capital gains. Is that not fair? Uh, I think so 100%. To cool down the market? 100%. And that's what I would expect as a flipping business, like as somebody who is doing it properly within my corporation, buying a house, renovating it and selling it, I am expecting to pay taxes. And I don't want, um, you know, whoever over on the other side, taking advantage of it and not paying the taxes on it, because that's not fair to me. Yeah. Like it, it's, it makes 100% sense. Why do we pay taxes on 100% of the capital gains when we flip properties? Because it's a business. business. <laughs> because it's a business. If you buy something and you sell it for hire, let's say you buy appliances, okay, and you sell them in your store, you're gonna like you're gonna pay taxes on the profit that you make, right? Yeah. And then you write off the difference yep. on the expenses. So it's just normal stuff. It's just income tax basics of income tax. And so here are a few of the life circumstances that they may consider, you know, not have not paying or um, words hard Friday morning. <laughs> here are some of the circumstances that they would not force you to pay the taxes on if these were to happen and you were to be able to prove it. So um, they say such as death, disability, birth of a child. So that might change your circumstances if you're yeah. in like a one bedroom apartment and all yeah. of a sudden you have a kid. And you don't want to become a landlord. And you don't want to become a landlord. A new job. So if you need to move because of a new job 
or a divorce. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the things that, um, yeah, they would. Makes total sense. I think they're just putting more rules in place just to make sure that, I mean, they, they basically said, Hey, here's the rules. And then people just still keep taking advantage of it. So they need to put new measures in place to make sure people are not, um, committing tax fraud. Yeah. Right. Um, Corey said along the lines of Varsha's article, I would love to hear everyone's first impression of the Fed's budget announcements yesterday. I, I, I think, haven't read them yet. Yeah, me either. I think I saw an article that said that, um, uh, I don't know if this is Canada or whether it was Alberta. Um, again, I'm now I'm headline reading, so please fill me in um, on the actual details. But um, dental cleanings for families who make, sorry, dental cleanings for kids under the age of 19 for families that make less than $72,000 a year are not going to be covered. Wow. Yeah. So I'm going to start paying myself less for my business because those dental, those dental visits are expensive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just paid uh, 800 bucks earlier this week for one. (laughs) Yeah. Um, anyways, so that was the one thing that I saw, but I haven't seen anything else, but I hope you guys can all, um, I mean, share this, share this episode with, with your friends. If you see anybody, you know, cursing and complaining on the internet because they, they only read one paragraph. This is, this is all, this is nothing new. Um, and they are not, the government is not trying to tax you on your home. No, you're, you're still get a, a, a capital gains exemption on your primary residence. You don't pay any taxes. And yes, you still only pay 50% of capital gains on a rental property. What they're saying is that if you're going to sell in the first 12 months, you know, you need to show some proof. If your intent is it for, for, for it to be your, your rental property, then, then fulfill your intention. If you sell it within the first year, then you like, you better have some sort of a really good excuse, right? Otherwise keep it for the year and then sell it. If that's what your intention is, if you want to only be taxed on 50% of the capital gains, fulfill your intention. Okay. If you want to not have to pay capital gains on your home, then fulfill your intention of it being your home. But they understand that some things do happen and you may have a child, bam, three months after you, uh, you find out you move into your house, you find out your, your wife's pregnant. Okay. That's understandable. You know, a couple months after you you lose your job and you need to go and or you're being transferred to another city. Okay, that's understandable. Show us proof of this and we will allow you to not have to pay capital gains tax mm-hmm. on your primary residence. That's there's there's that sounds totally fair mm-hmm. when you simplify it like that, right? Yes. And I think the problem also is that so um Varsh said Uh, in the chat here, he said, so basically nothing changes. I wasn't sure how the profits are taxed currently and would the recent announcements make any difference or not. Now I know, thanks. And that's the problem is that these articles, and especially in the last few months, like they were headline grabs to that, like we're firing people up. And if you actually read through the article, you like, if, if you already knew how, how it worked, then it was like, oh, okay. So yeah, nothing changes. And it was like, and that's why when when Varsh, when you asked the question, Wayne was like, oh, what is this information? And like, something he, change? yeah, he got like, it's like, just, yeah, did something change? And I was like, no, Wayne, like, we already know about this. And so to me, I was like, not like, we already know that this is not, not different. But for somebody who isn't quite sure, or for somebody like, you know, that typical 
person sitting at home who just wants to like get fired up about all the political shit and knows nothing about anything Mm -hmm. is like, oh, did you hear now that they're, you know, this and this and like not not understanding. It's easy to get caught up in the headlines. And even for us who knew how it works, we needed to read through it a couple times to try to figure out if they actually changed anything. So it's confusing. Well, that is media. It is media. I mean, yeah. especially now that media is is on the internet. Yeah. What they're trying to do is catch your head, get the headlines or get the videos that are going to get your attention. They're going to get you to click really quickly. They know your attention span is only six to seven seconds. You're not going to read through the whole article. You're a busy person. You're a move. Go, 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 go. You want to watch a quick little TikTok video. You want to watch this. You want to watch this. You want to watch this. You're on the move. But you're, you know, you're waiting 10 seconds before you're allowed into your dentist appointment. They know that's how you operate. So they want to get you enough information right there. Enough information so that you're going to go into the comments and bitch and complain. Because I would love to go, if that were an article on Facebook, I would love to, I I do this all the time. Yeah, click on it. I click on the comments and just go, you just watch, you know, grab the popcorn, (laughs) just watch the idiots who just did not read it. Yeah. And that, and we're not saying that Varsh didn't read it. He no. just didn't understand if it actually, because he didn't know how it was taxed previously. So he was asking the question for clarification. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, generally speaking, that's how the media works yes, on social 100%. media. 100%. Um, what they want is they want you to get fired up. They want, they want people to get in the comments and then they see it's a viral article. So people, more people are going to click on it. Yes. I mean, if I see an article like that and I see a whole lot of angry, uh, smiley faces, angry faces in the corner i'm like oh no what did they do so i'm going to definitely click on it which is what they want because when you click on articles there's paid advertising i see an advertisement for dental cleaning and i'm like oh gosh i should probably get my my kids teeth cleaned (laughs) over at leduc you know dentist the more you understand the system the better it's more makes sense yeah okay we got about 94 messages to to read through um are you keeping up on all these comments um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm actually really afraid to scroll down and then see someone say like, actually, Wayne, did you see this line? And then I've been talking for 20 minutes and I was completely wrong. Uh, no. Um, oh, cause I know I'm right. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody has challenged you. Um, uh, well, Robin says here, why would you want a reason to have an audit? Keep out of the sketchy gray areas. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Jeremy says, absolutely, Robin. Those are never a good time. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just going to do a quick little commercial break. We'll get cut up on the comments here and we'll be right back. Hi, folks. Barry McGuire here. I'm inviting you to join our free Facebook group, Barry McGuire's Creative Real Estate Education. We go live every Monday discussing all sorts of creative real estate strategies. You know, nothing can match the power of learning from Canada's top creative real estate experts. We provide you with the education and tools you need to close your first damn deal. It's the most important one. Join our free group, Barry McGuire's Creative Real Estate Education, and we'll see you Monday. And actually Monday, uh, they just announced it yesterday in Barry McGuire's Creative Real Estate Investing Group. They're going to be doing a session on, uh, they're going to be doing a rent-to-own roundtable, which is going to have Neil Taniguchi, Andrea Workington, um... Neil and Rachel Oliver and myself awesome. uh, and Barry McGuire. We're going to be doing a round table on rent to own. Uh, rent to own is a very popular topic right now. Um, as the market is rising, 
in Edmonton um, and Alberta. A lot of people are, you know, starting to look at at rent to own again, just as people are looking at flipping mm-hmm. um, in a rising market, you know, different yeah. strategies uh, work better. Um, and so, yeah, definitely tune in for that on Monday. Awesome. Um, Josh said, how many times can I get married and divorced in a year? <laughs> it's clever. It's clever. And very messy. <laughs> um. Okay, we're just, oh yeah, I've still got lots. I'm still scrolling through comments here. Um, it's all clickbait. It's all clickbait. Yep, absolutely. Um, are there any tax deduction strategies for real estate investing? Tons. Tons. Yeah. Um, I would recommend talking to your accountant. Accountant. I mean, like, uh, save your kilometers. How much do we, how much do we make per kilometer is like 45 cents or something like that? Something like that. Yeah. I, I, we, I'm not an expert on accounting. I have an accountant that, that tells me what to do, but part of our, you know, our documentation, our filing is, uh, is determining, we have a little book that we, for any time we go and travel, we drive anywhere for, um, our business related stuff. Um, we track our kilometers and then we, at the the, the accountant takes that and multiplies it by, I think, 45 cents per kilometer. And that's a, that's a deduction. Um, you can deduct a certain portion of your house as an office. Um, do we have two offices? It's, it's not, it's square footage of your house. But that... do we have two offices? Yeah. Technically. Yeah. So like Gabby's got her office, which is a square footage of a percentage of the square footage of the house. Mm-hmm. And then I have an office, which is a percentage of a square footage of the house. And that's for each corporation, obviously. But now we're getting into complicated stuff. So I mean, have a sit down and have a tax planning strategy or a session with your with your accountant. Um, they'll talk about how to write off a percentage of your utilities in your um, in your house and your cell phone bills and utilities, taxes, uh, like property taxes, cell phone bills, um, alarm system. If you have it, yeah, um, office supplies, <laughs> office supplies. Uh, marketing, anytime you're doing any marketing, um, you can, you can deduct for that. So, uh, business cards, um, flyers for your wholesaling business. If you are a wholesaling business, computer, uh, printer, uh, website. If you are attracting um, joint venture partners, as Gabby said, uh, computer printer, you can write, uh, you can deduct um, coffee and dinners when you're meeting with potential partners mm-hmm. or when you're meeting with your contractors. Mm-hmm. If you're picking up coffee for your contractors um, at your job site, save the receipt. So there's so many different things that you can you can do to offset your, mm-hmm. your, uh, your taxes. Um, and, and it, then with your rental properties, like... Tenant gifts, repairs. Um, like, Just save every yeah, goddamn receipt as it relates to your business. Yeah. Don't take advantage of it by literally, you know, saving every McDonald's receipt when you're on your way home from, you know, grabbing your kid an ice cream cone. Um, they're going to be questioning, you know, why you and your joint venture partner went for two vanilla cones. Um, <laughs> right. Or why your joint venture partner got a uh, had a kid's hot chocolate at a cake pop at Starbucks. Okay. <laughs> They're going to question it. Um, <laughs> if you get audited. I mean, and, and it, 
Robin said it earlier, like, do you really want to get audited? Well, yeah. no. I mean, do they, they do they check your receipts? No. I mean, you're you just put the amounts in and then if it looks sketchy, then they they'll do a full audit on your business and then that is not something that you want. Yeah. Uh another thing what I was gonna say was uh oh gosh, there's so much. Yeah. Well, like I had to get my like laptop screen repaired mm-hmm. um, last year, and like that's a receipt that Gabby really didn't like that spreadsheet, and she put it. <laughs> no, I Wayne always gets mad at me when I put things down on like sketchy surfaces, and I put my computer down on the couch on the arm of the couch um, just to like quickly do something, and it definitely fell right off and smashed on the coffee table risks. beside it. Unnecessary risk, yeah. And um, in the comments here in the Podbean app, Varsh says that laser printer with a little emoji. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw Tray my- magnifique. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw my um, social media stories yesterday, but I have been searching for a color laser printer for over, definitely over a month, like if not two months. Mm-hmm. It has been the bane of my existence. Like it is- been such a tough time because of of stock of supply inventory like everything's just nothing available even like amazon i couldn't get anything like delivered in a reasonable time or at a reasonable price everything's just like the prices are jacked up and i finally was able to order one online through staples um earlier this week and the next day they canceled it on me and they're mm-hmm. like, actually, sorry, we don't have this in stock. I was like, because I was so excited that I finally ordered one after like two months of searching. I was like, yes. And then they canceled it the next day. So I finally found um, a, a laser printer in stock at this one Staples, like basically downtown Edmonton, well, in the like the brewery dis- district. So it's like 40 minutes from our house. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get that thing. There was one in stock and I'm like, it's mine. And I drove all the way down there. I got there and they couldn't find it. And they're like, sorry. And I was like, motherfucker. Oops, sorry. But I was like, okay, what else do you got? Like, what, what, do, you ha- what do you have? Like, talk to me. Like, at this point, I'm like, whatever. I'll spend 700 if I need to spend 700 Because I was hoping to spend like 455 max. Mm-hmm. And uh, the amount of stuff that we print? Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, just show me what you got. At this point, like, I'm defeated. I just need a damn printer. I drove 40 minutes to get here. Just sell me something. And so he ended up in the back finding an open box of a similar printer, but actually better than what I was going to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, we could even fax if we wanted to. And had, beep, I, think beep, need beep, a, beep, I think you need a phone beep, line. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it had a couple extra features as well. But he's like, yeah, it's an open box. So are you okay with that? And I'm like, well, what's wrong with it? Was it returned? He's like, no, it wasn't returned. It was just an open box. So it's been like our techs tested it and made sure that it's like, you know, good and stuff and everything's brand new. It was just an open box. I was like, okay, yeah, how much? And he's like, well, um, it's whatever. I think it was four sixty nine um, regular. I'm like, perfect. That's what I was hoping to spend. I'm like, sold. And he's like, okay. So he goes to ring it through and he's like, oh, um, actually the there's been a discount on it because it's an open box. So it's actually two sixty nine. dollars I was nice. like, what? Ring it through. Let's go start the car. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I got an almost $500 color laser printer that can also um, scan and copy and all that kind of stuff. Facts. And facts <laughs> for $269. I was pretty impressed with myself because it's, it's hard to find a regular printer for that price these days. Yeah. 
And I'm glad you got a big discount because of the amount of hours you spent on it. Um, as yeah. your manager, I, I was going to, I was going to have a little, I was going to set you aside, pull you aside and have a little meeting about that. You were wasting a lot of hours on that. <laughs> I would, that was like evening searching though. I wasn't searching during working hours. You, but still. you think that there's, there's some sort of like a work <laughs> life separation here? No, we work, our, our business is our life. I know it's true, which I hate. I mean, I don't hate. Sorry, that was a that was a poor comment to make. Yeah. I hate I hate that when you own your own business, that it can like take over, where like the lines get blurred between like. Can can I can I talk about a show that I've been watching since like I don't know? There's like 15 minutes left, and I don't want to get into anything else um, because this is actually reminding me of a show that is the 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 season finale is tonight, which. To be honest, if it's already out on Apple or whatever, I'm probably going to watch it this morning while you're all at work um, because, you know, real estate investing. <laughs> so, but um, I'm wondering if anyone's been watching Severance and it's on Apple TV. Gabby hasn't I because uh, I, I watched like the first five episodes um, on like the flight back from Ontario. Um but someone, a, a friend told us about the show and damn, that is a really good show. But the reason why I'm bringing it up is because we were talking about that, like work life balance thing and, and creating that level of, you know, separation. And, uh, the show is all about, um, these people that work for a medical company, but they don't want them to know what it is that they're working on at the medical company. So what they do is uh, they get a chip implanted in their head. It's and it's kind of like an NDA type thing, a non-disclosure agreement. But it's so when you go into work, you work, but when you leave work, you don't know what you did during the day. Yeah. Now at the same time, when they are at work, it is themselves, but same. They look the same and everything else. They are the same person, but they don't know who they are outside. So it creates the perfect work-life barrier. So essentially what's happening is people are going into the elevator when they get to work and then bing, as soon as it bings, instantly they're done work. The person on the outside, they have no recollection of what happened. Eight hours passed. They have no idea what they did, but it's instantaneous. So you know, they may feel a little tired, their arm might be sore from doing something repetitive during the day, but they, but they don't have to worry about the the stresses of work, they just literally go back, it's evening now, and they go on with their lives, right. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's, it's pretty for the people on the outside, it's amazing, because now they don't have to be yeah. bogged down by the stresses of work, they don't leave with those stresses. And, you know, it's, it's, but they've essentially, they've just given up eight hours of their life to this company, right? They've, they've surrendered it. They, they have no, they have no recollection of the business relationships and, and the office relationships that they created, the mm -hmm. friendships, the love they've created on the inside, right? Yeah. At the same time, the people on the inside, they have no recollection of what happened. They, all they do is they come out of the elevator and they go back into the elevator at the end at five o'clock. And then bing, and they're right back at work again. Yeah. They don't know what sleep is. Oh, what a nightmare. 
And so it goes deep into like the psychological aspects of it of like, it's a pretty deep show. It really makes you think about like work and being an employee. You know what I mean? There's, there's more to it. And like the company is, you know, what they're making them do on the outside and the people, uh, the inside and the people on the outside are like, what am I doing? Or what are you guys doing in there every day? Mm -hmm. And they're like, it, it turns out to be almost like a, like a testing facility because they're just testing people to see how they can um, manipulate them to be better employees. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a really, really cool. It's a really cool idea for a show. I, I'm sure it's written. Uh, it's based off a book. I haven't looked into it, but uh, the people on the inside, you know, um, I'm just trying to figure out how much I want to talk about the show. <laughs> I, I highly recommend looking at it. I mean, it just, it's another reminder for me, just that the whole reason why I left my job, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Once you start thinking into the psychological aspects of it, of just going there and being a slave every day and being told what to do and having no choice and, and just being just drowning in it. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's no way out of it. So, you know, the people on what, it, what the show actually does is it creates a separation of two people. So now you are no longer the person on the inside. You are a different person. And that person, you know, has these relationships at work and, and wants to experience these things, but they can't because they're trapped. They're trapped at work and they cannot leave. And, you know, what they're making them do at work every day is, is not great. And, you know, they're, they're, they're quote unquote, just like torturing them because you are literally at work every, you don't know anything other than work. Yeah. Work, 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 work. It's okay. Anyways, depressing. I, it's extremely depressing if if you you know if you start thinking about it. Um especially if it is just a job. <laughs> yeah. Like it is not something that you actually enjoy doing. It's just a job to go make money. Yeah. Yeah. It well, it's like once you watch the show, you'll realize like what they're doing is just like yeah. just these little tedious little tasks. Yeah just to see how far, how far they can go until they break you to make you just like this. You know what I mean? Uh, and then they come in with like melons, like, Oh, you did such a great job today. Here's a melon. Or, you know, you get a, you get a, yeah, for the, whoever, do, whoever does the most um, uh, work at the end of the quarter, they're going to get a waffle party mm -hmm. and we're, okay. You did a great job. Okay. We're going to have a dance party. They come in with like this dance, you know, like this, this record player. And they're like, what kind of music do you want? And they're like, uh spicy jazz and then they're all just like kind of dancing in the office and that's like that's all they know that was that that's yeah. all that they and it just reminds me when i was working you know at my jobs and like how they come with like pizza parties like this surprise you. Ooh, guys pizza yeah. catered lunch this is amazing yeah and that's what you that's what you're working towards that next big bonus or that next big pizza party yeah. or we better do good or we're not going to get it yeah. or they're going to come down on us Hmm. You, you, you've been out of, you've been out of the office for a while I have yeah seven years really makes you think yeah I'm not saying that you know your employer or your your manager is is you know is doing this to manipulate you to treat you like nothing but that that's just the way that it's set up so if you want to take control of your own life I mean you got to try building something on the side. <laughs> Jeremy says, isn't pizza to avoid overtime hours? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Facts. And Wilson says, we're living the dream. Wilson uh, left his job. Yeah. And Jess, both of them. This past year. Yep. 
And yeah, and when they say they are living the dream, they they actually mean they that. like legit. Are. That's not a sarcastic <laughs> remark. That's that's yeah. you know they they spent some time with us at the cabin retreat and us working with them for a little bit, and uh, I know for a fact that they are. Yeah, um, this is exactly what they love doing. They yeah. love going down to Home Depot and picking up appliances and tiles. That's <sighs> they love. Okay, just just calm Wilson, down. You're living my dream. Calm down. Jeez, I got it? to do that yesterday, and I was I had the best day. And like, not only was the sun shining, it was warm outside and I got like, you know, the, the vitamin D from the sun and then the warm weather, the windows down, music blasting. But then like, I also got to like go shopping at Home Depot. I went into Lowe's, price check tiles. I was just like, this is awesome. Well, if I can remind you, cause it, it almost makes you sound like that you've, you know, you're living in your own little bubble here, your own little office. <laughs> just doing tasks for me and for our business, but, um, we're, we're building, we are building as well. Yeah. Right. It, it, it's, we're constantly, um, developing and, and developing our business to a point where, you know, we can do the things we want to do every day as it is yeah. right now. Like we do not, we've talked about this. We, um, we need to get to a point where we can have a manager that we can trust. Um, mm -hmm. that, that is a manager as well. To, to take over those roles but as it stands right now it's very difficult to find someone within you know that can fill that role you know you need to find someone who's competent enough however they're not an entrepreneur mm -hmm. which yes. is very difficult yeah you need to find someone who's confident and competent enough in order to fulfill that role of manager of a business like this but they also don't want to create it for their own yeah because if you, or else you train them up and you lose them. <laughs> yeah, you train them up. They they're like, oh, why am I doing this for them? I could just do this for myself, and then they go run off and they do it themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's a huge waste of money and it's a huge waste of time, right? Talk about the E myth before about how you should read that. If you haven't already, go read it. You need to find the right person for that role, and that's a very difficult thing to do. So a lot of people they'll throw a technician in that role, which is not the right thing to do. A technician's going to get too caught up in all the minor details as opposed and, and wanting to do it themselves, as opposed to knowing how to manage the technicians. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, we're in no rush. We want to wait until we find that right person who can fill that role, who has no desire to become an entrepreneur, who's not an entrepreneur. So until like it is, I just, I want you, and this is just me talking to Gabby. I like, I do want you to know that like, that is my goal mm -hmm. for our business is to continue to grow it to a point where we can find that person. And hell that, that I know, I know how much I'm going to have to pay that person in order to get them <laughs> to s sit tight and don't go anywhere, which kind of goes back to that whole severance thing. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for, to, to basically find the person who is willing to accept my money in exchange for sitting down and doing what you're supposed to do for a very long time. Yeah. And it's funny because Corey literally just put in the chat, if you're planning to build a real estate business, won't you end up with employees though, and then potentially be offering them pizza lunches? 100%. Another thought provoker. Yeah. But wouldn't you rather be the the one offering the pizza lunches instead of the one accepting them? Isn't and it? that's the point. That's where we want to get to, right? Yeah. You're going to get yourself out of it and be, yeah. But I think for, for all of you that are listening here every morning and those of you that are listening to the show and downloading the hundreds of episodes that we have every day, I think you guys are the entrepreneurs Yes. for the most part. And I think you should read the book that I just mentioned, The E-Myth, in order to figure out if that is who you are. 
I'm not. Yes. Um, <laughs> but if you are the entrepreneur, then yes, definitely. Then you shouldn't be the one at the bottom, the technician accepting the pizza lunches. You should be at the one at the top. And yeah, it's for those of you that are technicians that just would love to just be given your task every day and to be a really good at your craft. Right. And that doesn't mean pressing a button or, you know, um, turning a wrench or whichever, you know, whatever it is that you love doing every day. If you are a technician, then get a job as a technician doing the things that you love every day yes. for a company that you love working for. Yes. Right. That treats you good. If that's who you are, but if you are an entrepreneur still living the technician life, I highly recommend doing whatever the fuck you can do to get out of there as quickly as possible. And safely. With the least amount of risk. Mm -hmm. Unless, of course, you're single, then go all out. True. You, you said that because I think that you were referring to people who have obligations as yes. a parent or as a, as a spouse yeah. or as a partner. Not risking your family's I think if you're 20 years head. old, just quit the job and go live on a, on a park bench and do whatever the hell it takes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because I'll tell you, in four years when you meet the love of your life and you have your first kid... Now you can't take as much risk anymore because you have an obligation as mm -hmm. a partner and as a parent. So And someone else's influence as to like that could be a huge relationship crusher. Yeah. If you're like, you know what, I'm going to leave my job and I'm going to pursue this dream. And they're like, what the are you talking about? Are you crazy? Have you lost your mind? We have bills to pay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a... Oh, this is a big mind fuck this morning. <laughs> How are we doing in the comments here? I just want to make sure I get all caught up before we end the show. Um, Francis says, even if the person is not an entrepreneur, just one day working with Wayne and Gabby will change their mindset. Yeah, <laughs> that's another thing. I don't want to. I don't want to indirectly inspire someone to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> but I mean, like once 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 you get a taste for it, you know, you're like, oh. I, I can't imagine anyone live like working in a management role for us would want to stay there. I think that they would just be too inspired by the lifestyle and um, that they would just want to go and do it for themselves. But if you're an entrepreneur, you need to get really good at hiring people, right? You need to hire the right people so that you can, so that you can live out, not live out your dream, but create your dreams, right? Entrepreneurs are dreamers. They're problem solvers. They're solution providers. So you look, we look for problems we come up with solutions and then we hire people to fulfill those, those dreams, right? Yeah. We hire people to over, you know, to manage the technicians who, who take care of it every day. That's, that's the role of an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. um, Corey also said, love the movie Office Space for this yes. same topic as well. Yeah, definitely. That's a great movie too. Well, here's your homework. Today is Friday, right? Here's your homework for this weekend. Go and if obviously you're probably going to be at the flip, if you're in Edmonton, you're going to be at the flip tour tomorrow. And then on Sunday, you're going to be going to the open house. But, you know, I'd highly recommend binge watching the six or seven episodes of severance this weekend. It might just give you that little bit of an extra push that you need to maybe get you ready for next week and taking some action, stepping outside of your comfort zone. Mm. Um, I know for a fact that it is very difficult to step outside of your comfort zone and do things that make you uncomfortable and take action if you don't have something pushing you or pulling you. Yes. Okay. 
you have not reached a rock bottom. So you, most people need to reach some sort of a rock bottom, some sort of an event needs to happen. That whole Niagara syndrome thing where you reach the, 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 the edge of the falls and you're like, oh shit. Right. And that's when you're like, I am never going to do this ever again. I'm never going to eat pizza ever again. I'm going to cut out all the sugar in my coffee. I'm going to, I'm going keto. <laughs> and, and, and there's, you know, sometimes that, that, magnetic uh that paramagnetic push like i'm never going to experience that ever again mm -hmm. is enough in order to get you to do that for two weeks hopefully to endure the pain until you you know develop a new routine at the same time some people are just you know so drawn to something or like you know they're obsessed with with growth and success that they're just constantly pulled by it mm -hmm. and that'll make you do things that make you uncomfortable for you know two weeks until you develop a new routine but it's unfortunately, if you don't, if you're not an obsessively driven person, or you haven't been punched in the face or fallen over the, the, the waterfall recently, it is very difficult to, to stay on track with that. Right? I think I've said this on the show before, I really wish all of you got fired today. Seriously, I wish I wish all 600 of you got fired today because I want to see what you're made of. I want to see what you do mm -hmm. if you got fired. You're too comfortable. You're too comfortable in your nice little cozy job, right? <laughs> Sorry. Jo Josh, Josh. Josh is a dick. <laughs> In the pubbing up here, Josh says, your house wouldn't get finished. <laughs> Touche. Josh is a dick. I had a moment and he had to. Yeah. I should have just ended the show right yeah. there. <laughs> but seriously, though, I, I, I know some of you that have been, that have had your back against the wall or your back against the edge of the waterfall. And I know for a fact that you guys have got so much more in you. But you just you just haven't been challenged. Right? I, yeah, I love this. Wilson says the that fear of not knowing if the next paycheck was coming at the beginning of COVID was that fire that started the journey for them. Yeah, yeah, I remember you guys talked about that a lot. Yeah, especially if you've got like, you know, your kids' faces on the other side of the table in front of you, and you're wondering like, am I going to be able to to take care of them? Yeah, right. Am I going to be able to keep food on this table? Is my wife going to leave me, or is my wife going to think less of me as a provider? I'm saying that it's, I'm speaking from the perspective of a man, obviously, mm -hmm. and just naturally, inherently men are just, we, we want to be providers. So mm -hmm. that can be a huge driving force for us, mm -hmm. right? In order to, to, to fulfill our role as, as a provider. And when you pull that of having a job coming in weekly or biweekly, that can drive a man to do just about anything. Yeah. Rob a bank. You know what I mean? Steal, borrow, anything, right? Um, so it's if you can find a way to live like that every day, that would definitely help. If you can find a way to pretend like you are poor, Grant Cardone says this all the time too. People say he's rich. He's like, no, man, I got no money. I don't got no money. Sorry, bud. I got to work. I got to make that next, that next paycheck. 
I don't got no money. He pretends he does not have any money. I pretend I don't have any money. I do the exact same thing. I pretend that I don't have cash because that I don't spend it on things. And it always is, it's push, always pushing me one step further to make that next deal, that next deal, the more, more money, more money, more money. It, stay, it helps me stay driven. So here's your thing for this weekend. What I want you guys to do is I want you to watch Severance to remind you that you're fucked for going into work on Monday. And as well, I want you to pretend you're poor. I want you to start training yourself that you are poor. You do not have any money. You need to go make money. Okay, that's what you're going to do this week, this weekend. We'll see you tonight for Friday Life Training, talking about value-add renovations. This weekend, you're going to work on those two things I talked about. And then on Monday, we're going to start the basic training events. And hopefully, I, I see a whole lot of people walking in there saying I lost my job or I quit my job or, <laughs> or you know, I'm, I'm poor. I, need to, I don't have any money. I need to do this. I need to succeed. And I never want to go to work ever again. Enjoy hey, guys. The, enjoy the beautiful weather today. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 